Welcome to the Steve and Stone Show, powered by two dudes trying to revive and relive their college podcast. I think America is the land of second chances, except for when it comes to this dude, Mr. Jabba the Hutt, you fat, slobberly, no good, lazy. Oh, come on, that's a little strong. And listen. With your host, Newport Goals announcer, and a guy that doesn't believe you can eat mac and cheese with a spoon, Stephen Hutt. Five, eight little mousy boys that live in the wall and crawl around for cheese. (laughs) Okay, we get it. Alongside award-winning podcaster and two-time Nebraska walk-on trial participant, Colton Stone. How he takes off the shirt. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Being everything from college football to baseball to creating dumb lists purely for debate. Totally stupid. Well, Doug and I love stupid. Tune in every week wherever you listen to podcasts and enjoy. Now, there's a difference between having fun and being a jackass. Welcome back to the Stephen Stone Show. I'm Colton Stone alongside, as always, my good buddy, Stephen Huff. Stephen, uh, you know, it's been kind of another wild week as far as uh, sports go. I think every every time we, we finally sit down and talk about it, like there, there's plenty of things to talk about. While there being absolutely nothing to talk about at the same time, <laughs> so it, it always kind of feels like we're in we're in that weird limbo, like in the summer, where you kind of have to make up, not make up stories, but you know you kind of have to run with a little piece of information and, and stretch it out. But uh, before we get into that, um, how you been, man? Yeah, uh, the the sports news, although like like you said, seems like there's nothing, but there is something every every time. Um, that's been going on while also Hamilton came out this past week. Already watched it. Disney Plus, and I watched it, and my girlfriend has watched it, I think, three, maybe four times now in the past four days, and <laughs> um, she cries every time, and we have, every time we get in the car, the Hamilton soundtrack is on. So <laughs> Hamilton has pretty much consumed almost every waking moment for me since we last talked, and uh, I, I wake up with the song stuck in my head and I go to bed with the song stuck in my head. So if I break out in a song at any point, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, uh, we had obviously listened to the soundtrack before and we had talked about like going to see it and they just wanted to steal everybody's money apparently. Um, which now after watching it, like if you would have seen the actual Broadway, like yeah, cast, I get it. Yeah. Now. I would have paid, I would have definitely paid for it, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I only watched it one time. I think I got the gist after the first time. <laughs> but, I think I think know. I'm gonna have to watch it a couple more times. I, whether it's my choice or not, I think it's uh, on my platter soon. So, <laughs> well, some of the big things this week that we'll get into. Uh, you know, obviously last week we were talking about Cam Newton getting signed. Well, another an even bigger deal got signed over this past week. Um, we're talking about name changes um, as a. Uh, Washington football franchise fan kind of approaching it from that direction, but also looking at it from the outside in and, and kind of looking at other uh, franchises that, that may be um, changing soon. Uh, obviously, the the bubbles that are being made for professional sports to come back, some of the maybe not controversy, but just some of the questionable decisions. And then uh, we'll get into some more stuff after that. But obviously start with the big deal. You know, last week we were talking about a guy that was getting signed to a $500,000 basically <laughs> veteran minimum deal. And now we're talking about a guy getting signed to a, a 10 million or a 10 year, 500 million 
yeah. uh, you know, extensions. So, uh, I, I guess what what are your immediate thoughts on yeah, I mean the Mahomes deal because I think I mean I think we saw this coming. I didn't think right. it'd be maybe this off season, but you know they they're obviously trying not to have to even consider franchise tagging him or, or figure out a, a free agency yeah. situation for him. Yeah, I mean, it seemed inevitable that, you know, an extension, a record-breaking deal was going to happen. And like you said, it's a 10-year extension, a 12-year deal um, in, in total with $503 million mm-hmm. um, going towards uh, Mr. Mahomes. And it, we knew it was coming. We knew it was going to be massive. Um, I didn't know it was going to be, you know, Mike Trout-esque plus that. Um, but it gets to a point where $300 million, $400 million, $500 million, all to me, it's just inconceivable. Yeah, um, it, yeah. it, the, the money gets to a point where you literally just can't understand and comprehend just how the magnitude of it and how massive it is. So um, I was a little surprised it was that long, um, to be honest. I you know I just thought it was going to be a standard four-year deal, maybe a five or six if they want to get crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, did not see 10 coming. Obviously, they have renegotiation, I think, at 2025 or a chance at that. Yeah, typically and, it's about halfway through the contract. So And, and that will be important because I think guys like uh, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and then um, quarterbacks like uh, Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson, who reportedly are seeking shorter-term deals, um, they're all, all their contracts are going to be up around that time. And so uh, Mahomes is setting the pace right now. And then 2025, after all those deals happen – He'll probably have another chance to set a new record. So uh, it, it's just insane, though. I mean, how long and how huge it is. Yeah, it's it's funny because um, someone I don't agree with very often is Colin Cowherd, but he um, he was talking about who like quarterbacks or even players in the NFL that right now would deserve a ten year contract. And his list was Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. If you really think about it, that's pretty. That's pretty much it. Yep. You know, and with Russell, it's mostly just because he hasn't left Seattle. So at that point, they you know they might yeah. as well have signed him and, for and that would super put him long Russell term. in his in his low forties, which, um, as we know, you know, great quarterbacks can last to around that that end. But uh, for he's me, a little I'm, different, obviously, with yeah. his size and, and his yeah. play style. And but I, I'm always weary about uh, these big contracts. I, I pay attention to it more in baseball, but it, it seems like the end of it is never as great as mm-hmm. uh, you imagine it could be a lot of times. I mean, you see it a lot in baseball where, where it hurts the team at the end. I mean, you're getting Albert Pools hitting uh, 240, and he's getting paid, you know, the most on the team until mm-hmm. Trout signed his deal. So I don't know. I it, It's it's a tough, tough situation once you get there. But, you know, there's no doubt that their window is the next couple of years, and they very well could win one or two in the next couple of years. And the other thing, too, with with this amount of money, people are like, this is crazy. Like, no one gets paid this amount of money. And then it's like, you look at the NBA or even the MLB, and you're, you know, he's really only, ma- only, <laughs> I put that in, you know, quotations, only making anywhere from like five to ten million more than like the next guy. And, but the reason is, is, the reason it sounds like a lot is it's 10 years. Well, you look right. at a guy like James Harden, LeBron James, you know, deals like that where it's four years, three years, but they're making upwards of 35, 40 million a year. So it's right. like, you know, it's kind of combating. It's hard because you don't hear that number in football a lot. You're starting to. Never. Um, <laughs> you're starting to. Um, but, you know, 
this is the debate that everyone's going to bring up is, okay, now that Mahomes is getting paid, obviously the guys that are asking to be paid, like the Dak Prescotts, like what what are their deals going to look like? But the difference is you're looking at Mahomes, who's already won a Super Bowl and an MVP in his second season as a starter. Yeah. And if you're Dak Prescott, you can't look at that and be like, yeah, that's what I deserve too. I think, yeah. if anything, now that – Mahomes has gotten paid it's gonna open the eyes of owners and be like if that's what they're paying some guy that like just won a Super Bowl and you didn't like yeah I don't know I don't know why and the arm would. talent is crazy different uh, but there, you know there's a there's a lot that goes into this deal um one it'll be interesting to see how it plays out obviously this is going to get restructured as by year eight, this isn't even going to be the same deal it was. I mean, that's just... Plus incentives, plus right, right. bonuses. I mean, they'll renegotiate, and, and things will change. Um, I mean, it, think about this. Ten-year deal. Ten years ago, Sam Bradford was signing his rookie deal. Yeah, A, a lot has changed in yeah. football um, since Sam Bradford has been signing. I'll go get the jersey, I swear. Yeah, I'll go put please it on. don't. <laughs> as, as a Rams fan, yeah, please don't. But, uh, no, I mean, a lot's going to change this... this um, Kind of reminds me of um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, winning when it went young on the Packers and they beat the Saints in the Super Bowl. And everyone thought, oh, this, you know, same with the Chiefs, mark them down four, five more, three more. And they haven't won one since. And it's looking likely that they're not going to win another one with mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. At least it'll, you know, they still have a chance, but not going to win multiple, it seems. And mm-hmm. so. With Mahomes right now, it seems like, yes, mark him down for, for multiple Super Bowls, and they very well could. They're going to be contenders, but um, it, it'll be interesting to see how these 10 years pan out because a lot of times it's not as favorable as, as people like to think it will be. And I don't think, you know, going the Aaron Rodgers route here or even Dak Prescott, you know, name a quarterback, I think that a little bit of the difference is you always hear about, like, there's a guy, the guy getting paid is someone like, that other guys want to play with. Like, they're willing to take a pay cut to play with, right? And I'm not saying that, like, Mahomes is that guy necessarily just because he's so young. But at the same time, like, you never really, you know, after the Packers won the Super Bowl, no one was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go play in Green Bay. Not that really many guys are saying, I'm going to go play in Kansas City. But it's kind of one of those that you have a short window, you know. And obviously his the money for this contract is going to be – not heavily backloaded, but it's not going to start for two more years, really. And, um, you know, so they, they have two years to kind of figure it out. They have at least right. at least a year to figure it out. Um, now, the other part of it, too, that people are talking about is, you know, they were like, well, look at all these contracts and look at all these deals, and it's a bunch of quarterbacks that are only getting paid or, you know, other uh, rookies, not rookies, but other, like, younger guys. And they were saying, oh, well, you could build an entire offense and defense with the amount of money you're paying Mahomes. But the other part of that is the fact that, like, that's just proving that when they rewrote the uh, the CBA, that rookie deals, that like, these guys aren't getting paid probably enough. And that's the hard part. And I, I know well, we've talked about it before, and we'll probably get into it with, you know, the quarterback salary cap being completely separate is, you know, you are now having to compete with teams that mm-hmm. are willing to pay 30, 35, 40 a year, and, you know, what do you do with all your other money? Do you, like, right. blow it on an offensive line but not really have weapons? Do you do the other way around? Do you have a good defense and hope that your quarterback figures it out? Like, 
this is why you know you you have to hit in the draft and you have to get those gems you know even late in the draft too you kind of all around and develop those young guys but um you know i think the extremes of the great players out of the draft on the rookie deals like mahomes obviously they're underpaid um but most players on the rookie deals it's probably about appropriate for what they're getting right and then they get you know the the contract they deserve or maybe they even get overpaid to, to keep them around but um it, it's it's going to be interesting because you know he's taking so much of the cap now and um the salary cap has been rising every year um however you know with covid and potential you know not as much money coming into the nfl this year maybe the cap stays around the same number for the next couple of years mm-hmm. and um the Mahomes contract is you know going to be massive and you look at this and and once that big chunk of the cap is being taken up by one person a lot of times the rest of the team suffers and um it's no surprise that russell wilson and the seahawks were so dominant uh when he was on a cheaper deal um Mm -hmm. and they built that great defense it's no wonder that aaron Rodgers uh won his super bowl when when he before his big deal it's no wonder that the patriots were a dynasty for so long because tom brady um didn't take the money that he took he pay probably cuts. should have been yeah. paid. Yeah, exactly. If you think about, and it, it's interesting because obviously kind of doing research with, with Washington and the name change, you know, you type in Redskins into the into the Google search and so many different things come up. But a, a guy that I enjoyed watching like while, you know, while rooting for Washington was D'Angelo Hall. And he basically said his one regret, his one regret in like 2008, I think, was that he had a chance to sign a cheaper deal with the Patriots, right? Coming off of being a three-time champion. Oh, yeah. Um, or take more money and stay with Washington. And he decided to take the money, and he said that, like, at that time, he wishes he would have just taken the pay cut and had a chance to at least win a Super Bowl. And that's yeah. not to say that Washington wouldn't have had, like, a chance at some point, but it's just, like, you're looking at a it team that's... Tougher. You're looking at a team that's already primed, has already done it, and is like going to keep the same structure. You know your quarterback's not going to be asking for a bunch of money. Obviously, 2008, you know, money's a little different 10 years ago, like we were saying. But the the difference is, is that, you know, guys still kind of had that, I want to play for one team. I want to just, like, build something. And when you've won three Super Bowls, why would you leave, you know? Um, now, the downfall of the Patriots was – Brady kept taking the pay cut in order to stay, but they weren't using that extra money to help him. You know, they would either be getting aging veterans, you know, Antonio Brown's a head case. Um, you know, you're hoping a rookie works out. You have a bunch of right. slot receivers. Like, you know, there, there's there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. They just happen to have an incredible defense that the wrong way worked for them um, <laughs> enough times. So, but that's, that's the thing is that, you know, you – we live in an age where, you know, you come off one or two good seasons, you want to get paid. But the reason is, look at like a guy like Todd Gurley. You know, Todd Gurley. If you don't get paid, you're, you're chance you're, you're out of screwed. the league in a couple years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you don't, and that's why I've always said, like, dude, I if get I'm an money. owner, yeah. I'm I'm not going to pay a running back. Right. But if you're a running back that's not going to play because you're not getting paid enough, do all by all means sit out. Wait to get yeah. paid because yeah, you're going to get you I, battered you know, up more than anybody else. You and I have always been a proponent of you know players getting as much money as they can and doing what they can to you know 
um, be in a better spot for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also does come with consequences in the end, or like D'Angelo Hall or like some of the quarterbacks we mentioned, it's just harder to build a team around it because so much of that cap is designated and, and centered around them um, that you just can't get other guys unless you really hit in the draft and, and undrafted free agents. And, you know, with that being said, Kansas City fans, I think, should celebrate right now. I mean, they mm-hmm. should be happy. They just signed Tyree Kill to a three-year um, fifty-nine, I think, million dollar deal or fifty fifty-four million dollar deal, like that, highest yeah. paid receiver in the league, and then Patrick Mahomes, highest contract ever in the league, um, and so their window certainly is, you know, the next few years, and, and it's going to be fun to watch. But um, after that, and you know, it's looking so far out. We'll see what happens. But I do think it's interesting, a young quarterback Mahomes getting this deal. Um, you have Andy Reid, one of the best offensive minds in the game, um, and and for a long time in the game. Um, at the helm right now is the coach, and that pretty much pairs them up together for as long as they want, essentially. Yeah. Um, which, you know, he has his chance to be a Belichick-esque figure and have a chance at a run of the dynasty. Yeah, those quarterback locked down, but they're doing it a little different. As we said, Patriots were very savvy, savvy with their cap, and Tom Brady never got that huge contract. So um, it'll be interesting to see if it plays out, but at least we get that pairing together for a long time. Yeah, and I think what's uh, what's interesting too is like how long Andy Reid might be around for. Um, not alive, but you know, never, you never know. But um, but I just you know, it's another twelve years, and this guy was probably kind of on the back end, a little bit on the back end of his like career. It felt like, anyways. Now, coach is a little different. You know, basically you just have to be mentally sharp, not really anything else, but. Um, I, I think what helps too, and this is, this is where I'm, I'm kind of like, maybe this is why he didn't take another job is, is Eric Bieniemy being the, the OC. Is he maybe like next in line with Andy Reed or, you know, is, is he just waiting out for the, for the right job? But so that'll be interesting is just seeing the coaching staff. And then to your point about, uh, Brady one more time, but is imagine if, I don't want to, like, paint this picture. Imagine if, you know, the first, let's let's not, let's say Brady wasn't on the first three Super Bowls. Let's just throw those three out. Let's say he was on the last three, like, and he was a, a little bit of a younger quarterback in this age where you get paid more. Like, could you imagine the amount of money if he won three Super Bowls and then was only, like, 30? Like, the amount of money he would potentially draw. And well, yeah. I, I think that's the crazy thing is at the time, Money wasn't really like there wasn't a lot of it to begin with for one player, but at the same time, you know, it was more about hey, we're still winning, we have this great defense, we have you know, we have a great kicker, we have uh, you know, running backs that rotate in and out, like we we have the, the weapons they paid Randy Moss, obviously, and you know, they made it work, but it seemed like when it wasn't working, like you could easily pick out what wasn't working and where they weren't spending money. And I think, I think if that dynasty started, you know, even just six years ago rather than 16 years ago, I, I, I think the trajectory of, of uh, Brady's career is, is completely different. It looked at completely different. But I think that's with anybody like that. Like the money is just different now. And yep. the, and the I mean, way it's, it's, it's the same with the, the NBA, the MLB, you look at these contracts, it's like what? They make no sense. 
Like they truly yeah. make no sense. Like it's like you said, it's hard to wrap your head around how much five hundred million dollars. Yeah, like <laughs> like could you ima- like imagine looking at that even like hundred dollar bills just like stacked up somewhere? Like that's that's a lot. That's way too many. <laughs> like for yeah. one person, you know, and and it's crazy. It's just it's just it's it's extremely interesting just to see how like the idea of paying athletes has changed even in the past five years so i like i i like the deal like don't get me wrong but i i think we'll know more in probably even three years just because we'll kind of know about the weapons and everything short term it obviously makes sense but um there's a lot to play out over the next 10 years like i said you know uh sam bradford signed his rookie contract 10 years ago we're gonna go through a couple sam bradfords by the time you know this mahomes Mm -hmm. contract has ended so uh, but you know, I, I think I'm I'm with you. Good for now. Yeah, and if if that's how the Chiefs want to spend their money, then that's how you know let them. And you know, the people always made fun not made fun of, but like with, again with the Patriots, like everyone kind of said, like I can't believe they're not going to spend money on this this off season or this next thing, and then they'd be in the Super Bowl, and it's like apparently it didn't matter, you know. And I I don't know, so I don't know if it's a uh, and you look at Kansas City, there's not really any egos on that team, it seems like. You know, there's guys that have definitely have, like, a big personality, but there's nobody. They all mesh well. Yeah, but there's nobody. There's no Antonio Browns. There's no, you know, Odell's. There's no, you right. know. I'm, Distractions. Yeah. So, um, you know, the big thing I'm hoping for is that uh, Whataburger pulls through and, and puts a location in Kansas City uh, for Mahomes. But, <laughs> you know, I guess we'll. We'll just have to keep our ear on that one. They said that they've found a like a location that they put it. So wow, you've been keep, I'll keep you up updated the on that daily news on Whataburger. Well, yeah, and then Patrick Mahomes has a, a deal with a ketchup deal or a deal with High V. Yeah. It's like my goodness, this that dude's pulling all the great Midwest places. So <laughs> you know, you gotta yeah, I'll, I'll keep you updated on on the Whataburger. I didn't know that that. Uh, Apparently he was like, "Oh, let's just," because they were gonna send him a bunch of spicy ketchup or whatever, and yeah. he was just like, well, "Would be great if we could get one in the Kansas City area." And then they're literally legitimately looking at putting like a freestanding Whataburger in Kansas City. I they're gonna put a statue up for for Mahomes in Kansas City, oh, probably. not just for football, but also if he brings a Whataburger there. If he gets, yeah, forget the Super Bowl. If he brings a <laughs> Whataburger, that's a they'll put the statue outside of the Whataburger. I'll tell you that. That's funny. Yeah. Well. Hey, in and out's next, I guess. Let's let's get somebody to pull that one through. Anyways, moving on, uh, kind of staying in the NFL. Um, something that, uh, honestly, as like I said, as a Washington fan, it's probably been how old am I? Twenty three, probably about twenty three years in the making. Uh, to be honest, if you know, probably about at least a decade ago is really when it it started to um, kind of gain some traction. But Washington kind of having their hand forced here um by fedex who um who i guess i didn't know until maybe two days ago i think the the ceo of fedex has um not majority ownership but has has some stakes yeah and uh, they basically said without a name change they want out um and my initial thought was hey if you lose a sponsorship get a new sponsorship but the other thing is if you lose a sponsorship 
because you did you refuse to change a name that people deem insensitive or um, derogatory that you know no one else is going to want to sponsor you. Um, the biggest hypocrite in this has been Nike because uh, we know that their uh, morals when it comes to making their products aren't exactly in line with um, you know anybody. <laughs> um, but we don't need to get too far into that. But I, I find it interesting that they're like, we're going to pull all the merchandise. It's like, you do, okay, like, fine. Like, let's not dive into that. But I what I, I don't have an issue, honestly. Um, I do and I don't. Like, my don't is a very small list. <laughs> like, um, I, I get the... I get, like, the tradition, like, we've always had this name, blah, 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 but at the same time, it's like, they probably were going to change it anyways, or getting ready to change it at some point, um, or if they would have sold the team, you know, because Snyder's been so against selling the team, um, I'm sure whoever would have bought the team probably would have said the same thing, but this is kind of, it's an interesting time because you're having a corporation basically force you into yeah. something i mean there's there's a lot to unpack here i mean um fedex pepsi and nike were threatened by other investors and other companies that mm -hmm. they work with um that they will not work with the uh, fedex pepsi and nike if um they still support the the redskins and um and so then that led to those three companies really pushing back on washington and, and demanding a name change um and to me, obviously, it's corporations, you know, looking for money, um, a lot of it. Uh, but I think, ultimately, I, I, I'm a proponent. I have been my whole life of, of this name change. But I, I find it upsetting that, you know, people had to die. And then corporations had to add their wallets hurt for this to really mm -hmm. happen versus just um, the moral recognition and, and following a moral compass of this is a racial slur and probably just not okay. Um, but I, I also find it ironic that these, these corporations are now pushing for this or some of the same corporations that didn't want their teams to, to sign Colin Kaepernick a couple of years ago. Um, but at this, you know, you say that and it just goes to show how much, um, we've grown and, and changed as a country in just, um, most, you know, recent few years or even few months. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's ultimately, I mean, from an outside perspective on, on Washington, I think it's, um, you know, it, it's good and it's it's um, overdue almost, but uh, or certainly overdue. Um, and, and so I think you know there's positives to take from it. Dan Snyder, you know, he's been on record saying you know the CEO of FedEx is someone he looks up to, and so maybe the pushback from from him um, was one of the tipping points. Um, but you know, it seems it seems almost almost. Uh, you know, certain that a name change is going to happen for this mm -hmm. upcoming season, um, which is good in my opinion. You know, I know some of the names thrown around is, is the Red Tails. I've, I've of, got a uh, list, so yeah, Red Tails and we'll Warriors were two that I remember. Yeah, um, yeah, you were, you made a good point that it, it's obviously when this discussion happened about, like I said, about a decade ago, it was it was kind of organic, at least a little bit, where. People are like, hey, maybe this isn't okay. Um, you know, there is a deep history with it. You know, um, 
it, it wasn't, you know, a, a bunch of white guys didn't get in a room, make up this name and go, hey, this is great. We're like, we love this. Um, and it's like all modeled after like suggestions that they originally had taken from Native Americans. It's just gotten to a point where, you know, I, I think it was back in 2014, they started a foundation where they were donating money to Native Americans through like money, like maybe Dan Snyder's own money. I don't remember how that worked, but it went from like three and a half million dollars to the next year was like half of that. And then like, basically they've kind of been ghosted since then. And remember 14 was kind of when this controversy was really high. So it's like, Hey, we'll do, I don't want to say they just did something to like cover it up, but you know, kind of prolonging the inevitable a little bit. I think what also has helped if you're looking at it from the franchise standpoint is, you know, you have a coach um, in Ron Rivera that is, you know, one of three minority head coaches uh, in the league. So obviously not that, you know, not that he's going to come out and say, well, this, this is offensive to me because, you know, that doesn't apply in that situation. But I think it's, it's an interesting look at it where, you know, you, you kind of um, have to approach it a little differently. Well, it's also interesting because Dan Snyder's been uh, out of the country, and mm-hmm. so Ron Rivera, the new head coach, who is you know one of three or one of four minority coaches in the league, is mm-hmm. now out there, and he's really taken charge of everything ever since the killing of, of George Floyd. Ron Rivera's been kind of the spokesperson for the Redskins, and now with this, he's become the spokesperson for the Redskins too, which um, it, it stinks that... Uh, you know, you, you have to put the burden on um, these minority coaches or these minority players. Um, but at the same time, it's also, I think, a positive that Ron Rivera is the head coach there versus um, just about any other coach in the league because um, he can now be a driving force for them in mm-hmm. positive change and um, just is someone who, who has a perspective that is a healthy one going into this change. So I, it, it's a burden at the same time. It's a positive. And uh, Ron Rivera's role, I think, has been about as pivotal as anything else uh, during all this. And, you know, it's, it's hard. Like we could, we could talk about three hours about everything that, that goes into this. You know, you, you're looking at, um, Snyder and the, and the franchise are looking at, they're trying to get a stadium back in DC limits. Um, obviously some of the pushback is with the name change. Also, if they aren't going to change the name, they don't really want to let, you know, the team kind of back into DC. Um, yeah, into the nation's capital. I don't. Well, and now and now with DC being like by law a state, like I don't I don't know if that changes yeah. anything. But that you know they're kind of trying to figure that out. Um, obviously, uh, you know, pulling merchandise. Amazon pulled merchandise. Uh, they've talked about they're they're from a league source. They're pretty confident that there's going to be no Native American imagery included. Like say. <laughs> Say the name doesn't change, but they change the logo or they somehow they alter it. Um, so that that's included. So there's there's been you know there's a lot there's a lot that's going into this, and it's it's hard to just say like well they're going to change the name they should do it let's do it because I mean it's a it's a little it's a little naive to just run with it and, and kind right. of um, act like you know. 10 years ago when people weren't complaining about it, that it wasn't an issue then. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, it takes, you know, um, it takes a, a, an utter national change. And like you said, it, it, it takes, um, companies being hurt by it. Um, you know, there's still people that don't support Nike because of 
like the whole Kaepernick situation. There's people that don't support the NFL uh, because they let their players kneel during the anthem. Like, there's you know there's so many different things that it feels like these franchises and, and the organ and the league have been forced because people are like, well, we're not going to pay for it, and so they kind of they scramble, um, you know. And if if they did this long thorough review and they talked to Native American groups, they talked to tribes, they talked to like if they came out of it and said like we'll change the logo, we'll like we'll keep the colors and we might keep the name or like we'll I'm just saying like in you know it in typical Washington fashion or Dan Snyder fashion like it is still a possibility. I, I think it's easy to say change it, get it over with, but it's still a possibility that they come out and say going to keep the name but we're going to change other things about it you know i still think it would be i think it would more be about a rebranding thing where they do it gradually rather than um immediately like remember when this is completely unrelated but it's kind of similar remember when the lakers signed both lebron and and then they signed anthony davis and they're like okay well lebron's gonna wear um this number so that uh Anthony Davis can wear his number and they basically were like cool we'll do it and then Nike was like you can't do that because we've already started selling your jersey as this number and like it's going to cost us too much money to rebrand and basically throw jerseys away um I'm not saying that they're worried about yeah that. I know you're not comparing this I'm just I understand you're you're making the point that corporations have a pull on mm-hmm. on these franchises um and you know We've talked about it. It's an important part. Um, and, you know, now that those wallets are being hurt or pulled one way or threatened, now the change is coming. Um, but, you know, it's good that change is coming. To me, it's frustrating that it took that, but uh, it's still positive that it's coming. And you're, you're absolutely right. If anyone screwed this up, <laughs> it would be Dan Snyder. I mean, yeah. if I think if, you know, he didn't change enough, um, there'd be even more outrage. Mm-hmm. And um, I know I'd understand that, you know, but or um, it's or, interesting. Like I said, if if they came out and said like we want to change it, I mean Ron Rivera even said it. Like if we if they can get it done by the start of the season, that'd be great. I mean honestly, now would be the time. If Nike's already pulling all of everything, like what's there to rebrand? Right. They're not selling your merchandise to begin with. So everything you hear is that it will be sooner rather than later. Yeah, it, it sounds like it will be changed by the beginning of the season so i'm sure you know they're working day and night to figure out what to do and you know we briefly mentioned some of those list of names i know there's there's more out there um, and probably I, some that I, people are still coming up with. yeah so i have a i have a couple and um this is the sb nation for for washington hogs haven um and they kind of went through um different names kind of what the pros the cons like how they could tie it to charity um kind of how it would work um, and then obviously like game day gimmicks. So Warriors is one of them. People are kind of like on the fence for two reasons. One, still kind of refers back to Native Americans a little bit. And that kind of like, is that like that weird gray area? Um, and then the other one uh, being uh, obviously Golden State. Like, you know, do you have Warriors on opposite sides. And about every other high school in the nation. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, another one. It, which apparently that one's might be leading the race, but uh, we'll see. Um, I'm in favor of them finding a name that keeps the R because I love their old school R logo. Um, so Red Wolves was one of them, which I'm, I'm down with. Uh, 
you know, you can keep the colors, you can keep the R, you can basically just change, not even really have to change the logo because you can just reuse the R logo, you know? Um, let's see, what was another one? The Red Tails was one that you mentioned. Um, kind of the same deal. Um, they can keep the R, they can keep the colors. Uh, it all works out for them. And those are based, those are the three like main yeah. ones, um, which all, all three work. I mean, I, like better. I said, the I Warriors, mean, I'll, I'll, pretty much anything is better than a derogatory term. So. Right. <laughs> and I think the only, and I think why they said it too, the only, um, backlash too would have been, they, you know, think about like what Florida state has on their helmet. I remember, uh, Washington used to have, um, like an arrowhead spear like kind of logo um and they're like well they probably shouldn't do that it's like well i mean if they're gonna ditch it all together they probably i mean they kind of gotta go all in a little bit um and i guess my last argument i'll kind of get into like the the college scene too because this has been happening for the past 40 years 50 years really um slowly slowly changing but I think if, if we're, and Carmelo Anthony tweeted this, so now I feel like I'm not alone, uh, <laughs> whether that changes anything. But um, I, I think if, if we're going to go through the trouble, not trouble, it's not that hard, but if we're going to go through um, the trouble of basically canceling the Redskins, you know, we need to look at the Chiefs, we need to look at the Indians, we need to look at the Braves, the Blackhawks, um, you know, yeah, not, I mean, and, and, you know, they're all different, obviously. You know, the Seminoles has, has been, like, A-OK'd by the Seminole tribe. But, you know, 10 years down the road, you know, people that don't know that might be like, mm, I'm offended by the Florida State, you know, well, uh, logo or, or name. Um, so I, I'm not saying that, like, everyone needs to change overnight. But I think it's if you're right. going to look into one team, I think you kind of got to – it's going to be one of those they're going to start taking them down one by one well i I think you know it's important you know the language is important redskins is a you know derogatory slur versus um chiefs chiefs isn't really used as a slur as much right Uh, i'm not saying that chiefs is perfect but i'm saying um you know when you hear the term redskins it's it's for you know a purpose of being negative or to inflict pain or talk down on someone versus chiefs doesn't have that same language i think indians um, is just wrong in nature and also, you know, has that um, source of, and, and foundation of pain within the name. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once you create it into a mascot, too, is, is you know, a huge problem as well. And so um, that's where I think, you know, those are obvious ones to me, Indians and obviously Washington, you know, the Redskins. Um, those need to be changed, whereas Chiefs and all that isn't as pressing at least how i see it and i and and i agree with that like there's there's definitely like uh there's that gray area blackhawks and not saying that chiefs you know those names are perfect Mm -hmm. but um they don't have the same negativity uh, or the magnitude of that 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 the others do and some of it's the imagery too right it's kind of the like is you know, it's the think, Chief Wahoo that the Indians exactly, used to that, use, the well, Cleveland yeah, Indians. And, you know, I mean, that's what was it, so funny um, when they got rid of it is they said, "Yeah, we're getting rid of Chief Wahoo," but after this season, it's like if you're getting just get rid of it now. Like, and yeah. that's why I said, "Don't like." I would not ever be surprised if Dan Snyder pulled something like that. We're like, we're gonna change it, but 
Just not right now. <laughs> like, yeah, and that would be him too. You know, just trying to get that one last dig. But mm. uh, you know, looking at the you know positively, let, let's take a look at those you know three names and how we kind of what we think of them. You know, I, I think Warriors for me, a <laughs> um, little bland. You know, personally, yeah, it's, I just a, it's think a little too. He, to, Generic. I mean, it, it's it's one thing if they were named the Warriors at first, and all these high schools are named after them. But now it feels like they're naming themselves after high schools, and, yeah. and so yeah. that part's a little too bland for me. And because they used to be the say, Braves, and then that's kind of when they moved right. from Boston, that's how they changed uh, to the Redskins. You can still so. say that there's that Native American, you know, reference there. Um, I would just steer away from it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just don't think there's many positives that come from it. Yeah. Um, Red Wolves is interesting. Um, you know, like you said, you know, they kind of keep the same uh, you know, R&R kind of thing. Um, and then also, you know, like Arkansas State, you mentioned colleges changing their name. They changed in 2008 from the Indians to the Red Wolves. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've seen it done before. It's worked out for them. I think that would be actually kind of cool. I think it's kind of a, a unique one that would be kind of fun. And then Red Tails, obviously, with the military background, that was like uh, – and uh, all minority was African-American and I think uh, Caribbean or so, there was another uh, yeah. ethnic minority that was in and it was a, it was a bomber squad in World War II. Um, movie made after them, great history. Um, and that would be a good way to honor them. But I think it would also be important in that situation to uh, get their okay because simplifying them down to a mascot is where we might run into trouble again if, yeah. if they didn't like that but and if, I, if they okayed it i liked red tails and i definitely yeah i think i mean uh, but my favorite ma- college mascot is colorado state pueblo and they're the thunder wolves so that's why i like red wolves any anything yeah. I, can, I can run with that but um if it were to be red tails i mean there's a couple positives right it's honoring something in history honoring something important and obviously it's like kind of like you said if you, it gets a-okay it's kind of flipping the redskins history they're going from 100%. using a, a slur to a, you know It'd be redeeming themselves right. completely exactly I and um the other part if they do move back into the dc area i mean uh, it's basically where the u.s military is so i mean it's it's right. it works you know um and you brought up arkansas state i have a list uh I'll probably just read through them. There, it's not that long of a list because, honestly, not that many D1 teams had a problematic name to start with. Um, but <laughs> it's not that hard. But. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think, right? You'd think that yeah. like making a team name, you have so many options. And um, but obviously, these are all you know. These are some of these are schools that were in the 1800s, early 1900s. Right. So like they they don't they didn't really know any better at the time, and they should. A lot of progress has happened. So. Yeah, and it's yeah exactly. So, um, so this is all since 1972. They're all they're team names with Native American references. Um, and there's about you brought up Arkansas State. There's probably about 20 teams or so, give or take. Um, Dartmouth used to be the Indians. They changed the Big Green. Um, Stanford was the Indians. They changed to the Cardinal. Uh, UMass was the Redmen. They're now the Minutemen. Eastern Washington was the Savages, which. I can't, exactly. I mean, it's kind of like Redskins. It's like, are we sure this is what we want to run with? Um, East Washington's the Eagles now. William and Mary was the Indians. They're the tribe. I think, um, obviously, that's in the D.C. area also. Kind of the D.C. area. They're in Virginia. So um, I'm not saying Washington should be like, ah, we'll be the tribe because, you know, I think you run into the same issues. But um, obviously, William and Mary is a little different. Uh, St. Bonaventure was the Brown Indians, which. Uh, 
I don't even know how anyone let that one slide. They're the Bonnies now. I always wondered, like, where... Wow. Yeah, I I get why they went with something uh, generic. I think they realized they they thought too hard the first time and, and messed it up. So yeah, uh, Eastern Michigan was the Hurons, and now they're the Eagles. I don't know if that was maybe a. It's kind of one right. of those situations where you run with um, a tribe name in the area. Hope it's okay. It basically do it and ask for forgiveness later. And yeah. um, I don't know if they got the forgiveness later part. Uh, Marquette was the Warriors, the Golden Eagles. Uh, St. John's was the Redmen, they're the Red Storm. Uh, Chattanooga was the Moccasins, which they changed to the Mocks. They really, really put some thought into that one. Uh, Miami of Ohio was Redskins, they're the Red Hawks. Seattle was the Chieftains, they're the Red Hawks. Colgate, Red Raiders, just to Raiders, which I don't, I guess I don't know. Maybe that's maybe something historical I'm unfamiliar yeah, with. I just don't know. Uh, considering Texas Tech is also the Red Raiders, and they haven't changed. So um, Quinnipiac was the Braves. They're the Bobcats now. Uh, Louisiana Monroe was the Indians. They're the Warhawks. Arkansas State, you mentioned. North Dakota, which is probably the most recent one. Uh, they were the Fighting Sioux, and they had – I think they originally had approval from the Sioux tribe in the area. They changed to the Fighting Hawks. I think the issue was – Gosh, I'm trying to remember. They either wanted them to change the logo or they wanted them to drop the fighting part. I think they were okay with them using Sue. And they, of course, didn't budge on the, the other half of the name. And so they basically said, okay, we'll change it then. <laughs> and, and they rebranded. I mean, and you know, Fighting Hawks is fine. but um, it's, And then the, the other one that people kept bringing up, uh, Syracuse, they were the Orangemen, now they're just the Orange, and that's kind of what, they, they pulled a Chattanooga where they just, you know, drop one word and change the mascot, basically. Yeah. Um, so, those are those are the big ones. But I I would foresee some change uh, well, and you probably look at happening. These, I understand, you know, time. the college level versus a, a pro brand is different to an extent, but I don't see, you know, it seems like a seamless transition where you still recognize all these brands years later. And yeah. They've had plenty of success. And so I, you know, if anything, that's that's good for Washington to, to look to and, and recognize, oh, okay, it's worked out for everyone else. It'll probably work out for us. And too. obviously with colleges too, you're looking at out for the welfare of, I don't want to say more people because like some of these schools are small, but you're looking out for the welfare of your own students. Like you don't want to have a name that's, you know, deemed derogatory by a group of people. And then like, Hey, I don't understand why we have such a small native American population on our, yeah. our campus. It's like, Oh, well, geez, I wonder why, you know? Yeah. So obviously it's like you said, a little bit different, but at the same time, it's, it's virtually the same. So, um, Moving on from that, we'll talk a little bit uh, about the NBA. Not not too much. There's not really a whole lot going on. But like uh, you had mentioned earlier, there's still, um, you know, still some struggles with the MLB coming back with positive tests. Um, the Ivy League the other day, uh, yeah, yeah, the other day they decided to can't not. They use the word cancel, but they really mean postpone. But like, they also don't know so. But they, they decided to at least postpone the, the fall football season, fall sports to the spring, hopefully the spring. Um, you know, North Carolina, they had 37 positive tests among their athletes. 
and uh, you know, and at the, at the same time, we have a bunch of pro athletes that are in uh, bubbles getting served, you know, elementary lunches, basically. Um, people are joking that, you know, the next week is going to be like those rectangle pizza slices that everybody had. <laughs> I, I, every time I see things on the internet, the internet, I, I think that everyone had the same childhood, I, I, right, yeah. <laughs> but you know, we're, we're encroaching on a, on an area where, um, some sports are kind of on the up and up and coming back the MLS. Uh, I think they just started, started playing yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know the 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 climate is that it's possible to come back, but at the same time, you know the difference between uh, as we were talking about with name changes, the difference between pro and college isn't a lot, but it's enough to where again you're looking at a guy that's getting paid uh, to do a job, and if they try at least try to provide them with the best health care and everything they can, that's one thing. But then you're looking at a guy that's not getting paid. Um, and, and you're risking the welfare of not only your student athletes, but uh, the other students on campus. So, um, I, I, you know, we joke about it. It seems like every time we, we want to record that uh, we're not going to have to talk about COVID. And then, you know, something happens the day before we record and we've got to talk about COVID. So, um, I, I, I find it, I, I don't know how, how much of the bubbles and stuff that you've seen on, online, yeah. but... Um, you know, well, uh, one, one thing that's, you know, just clear to me, obviously, you know, more leagues and more conferences are probably going to cancel. Um, mm-hmm. And if they don't, you're just like we're seeing in every sport that's coming back, you're going to have players that sit out because they're not comfortable with it or they have health conditions or family and friends that they need to worry about. So um, it's going to be different in sports. We already know that. But even if, you know, the ones that are there, you're going to still be missing a chunk of it. Um, and, I, you know, on top of that, you know, on the more light, lighthearted aspect, yeah, those lunches were, I mean, I was in summer ball last year, mm-hmm. which is notorious for, for cold, like spaghetti or like a cold half a link of sausage at like two in the morning. And then you got a four hour bus ride, you know, that those are the dinners that, you know, a lot of times you get, um, 99% of the time I had better food after those <laughs> games than, than these NBA players are getting right now down in Orlando. And I, I think the, you know, I think the the funny thing is, is uh, the debate is like, are they being told what to order or are the teams allowed to like pick? Because if it's a scenario where, you know, they're doing it based off of like a nutrition thing and you're like, well, that doesn't look like a lot of food, but like, you know, these guys might also be eating at you know, 11 PM, you know, you don't want to eat something super heavy before bread, but at the same time, it's like the quad, like if that is what they're eating and they're meant to be eating like a certain amount of these things, the quality just doesn't look (laughs) as, as up to par as it could be. And, you know, I think one of the, you you talk about summer ball. I think one of the best things, um, about being in sports broadcasting is when, you know, the the hour and a half before the game, you get a media, a media meal. meal. And I think the equivalent is when, you know, nine out of 10 times you get something really good. And then, you know, you show up on like a Sunday morning and and you've got, you know, deli subs. And it's like, really, man, like this is, I could have ate this at home before I came here. Um, 
And, you know, I, I think it's funny because some people are always like, well, I kind of like the sandwiches. I'm like, yeah, but when you're when you're comparing that to like three days ago when we're having like mac and cheese, like roasted right. potato, like it's, just, it's not the same, you know. Oh, yeah. So. And also, you know, like you look back at like, I mean, a, a five ten point guard is going to have a completely different diet than than the big man on the team. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, I, I mean, the difference between, you know, small Isaiah Thomas and a guy. I don't know, like Eddie Curry from a couple years ago. I mean, it's just massive, you know, what they're what they're both eating and what they both need. And uh, I mean, this is just—they're getting food, which I mean, which is good, obviously. But uh, these meals are, are something else. Yeah, I, you know, you know, let's hope for better. I guess you know, maybe let them <laughs> maybe open up Disney World a little bit. And, I tell you uh, what, get them a if, corn dog if, or something. If you're, you know, difference to eat. You know, one of the big struggles in your life is, uh, you know, how good is the meal? Not just if you're getting a meal, but like it's not luxury like you're used to. Then, then you you have good problems. So yeah, you know, yeah, it's not exactly. the end of the world. Yeah, and you know what's what's funny too is, uh, uh, I was in a uh, similar area, like when I did that that uh, summer camp, I was in a similar area to you. I know I was a little probably farther north, but. Um, I, to me, I was always like, man, it's going to be camp food. Like it's not going to, it'll be all right, but it's, you know, nothing's going to be great. But it was, it was definitely it's the same way where it's like nine out of 10 times, like I'm getting like two, three plates. And then other times it's like, man, this is the one thing I don't want right now, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but yeah, I mean, you look at, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a good problem to have if, if the biggest thing you're worried about is, uh, you know, not having a luxurious meal. But the other thing, I don't know if you saw Stephen Stephen A. Smith's comments, uh, basically about, you know, if, you know, they're saying basically three months without your wife, girlfriend, what, you know, friend with benefits, whatever you want to call it. Um, he's like, I'm not saying that, you know, that's a, again, like if that's your problem, like you're having good problems, I guess. But he's like, but at the same time, you can't tell me after two, three weeks that, someone's going to break the quarantine because yeah, I mean, they have significant others, you know. Uh, on the same sense, you know. Rudy Gobert's going to start rubbing just his hands on everything <laughs> again. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, welcome to minor league baseball or, or summer ball. You yeah. know, I mean, you're on the road. And, and you're in a bus in cities, more often than on the field. Yeah. Right. And you're in cities you've never heard of and wish you never experienced. That. <laughs> and you won't see, you know, your friends or people you're closest and care about, you know, for – for another you know couple months so uh, but yeah i mean people are gonna break it you know that's yeah. there's no doubt about that yeah like it's, so i i don't know i don't know what the i think every time we we become a little more knowledgeable about like what's going to happen with the college season and the pro season but it also seems like every every week we kind of fall more into a gray area where we don't know what every gonna time happen. we have information we find out like the abyss is much bigger than we thought it yeah. was so yeah so, well, again, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of figure it out. Stanford canceled a, a bunch of their fall sports. Now, the difference being, when I heard how many they canceled, I, I started kind of thinking like, oh, well, you have to have a certain amount for to be D1 classified. Well, they had 36 varsity sports, um, and like six of them aren't even Pac-12 sports. So I was like, okay, they're I fine. Think, I think all the 11 that they canceled aren't Pac-12 sports. Or they some of them had Pac-12 affiliations, but it it but the other thing too is when you're talking about like a rowing team, the Pac-12 is not going to be like 
right. Arizona State, Arizona, like the Pac-12 is going to be like Cal, uh, UCLA, Stanford, and then USC, and then you know the other small like Cal schools probably. To be honest, you know, um, so we've seen others cut baseball programs. We've seen others. Um, basically talking about cutting football programs, talking about basically anything that doesn't make them money. Um, and some schools have gone into an area where um, they're below the amount they need for D1 and they have two years to get the money to bring up, like to basically keep their membership. Um, so I, like you said, it, the the abyss is much deeper than we think every time we get we can get good information and it's like that means if it's the opposite it's even worse <laughs> so yeah we'll just have to see but uh, a couple things to finish up with here um just uh you know the, i haven't seen any new drafts lately that so we haven't we haven't been doing drafts or anything but um, you know Staying on, on, you know, to our brand, we still have some stupid lists yeah, and yeah. stupid games so to go with. We'll, uh, well, we got two. I, let's start with – we'll start with the basketball one because um, it will be quick. But there was a tweet or post that went out basically saying uh, – it's a picture of a basketball court. It says, which shot are you taking? A layup is worth 50000 A free throw is 100 Top of the key is 500 a wing three-pointer, seven fifty, and a corner three-pointer is a million. Now, you get one shot. You get one shot. Anybody that's broke is taking a layup. Uh, so <laughs> I'm taking a layup. Um, I I just think, I gosh, I just think that's like really the only. No. I, I, mean, I listen, okay. I'm let me, broke. Let me, let me I put, should be taking fifty. But. <laughs> Looking at it, it's the only one that makes sense. But then you look at some of the other options, like you've got the key for 500k is that's not too bad. I mean, no, but people are saying you got to bank it in, and we were joking about you know, you should owe 500 if you bank it in. Yeah, um, you know, I'm not, I would not bank it, I would feel less confident about banking it in just because, oh, yeah, you don't know how it's unnatural. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Uh, For me, I mean, I know you're going layup. Wing three pointer for seven hundred fifty k. I mean, look at who I am in my basketball, you know, frame. <laughs> I, I am I'm small. Um, I'm not the quickest, um, and you know I have no presence uh, pretty much anywhere on the court unless I'm I'm shooting it, you know, a, a semi open shot. Um, and so for me, you know, I'm I, my living would have to be around the three point line, um, just because I'm useless everywhere else. So <laughs> I'm confident in a wing three pointer. I've taken enough of those for 750k. The the risk reward is 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 enough for me for me to take a go at that. Now the question is, do you get like, are you just walking onto the court completely right. unprepared for this? Like you just show up and they're like, hey. Take this ball. If you make it, you get money. I'm still confident. (laughs) I mean, that wing three-pointer is pretty much one of the only things to my game that, like, I'm not scared to, you know, go on the court with. The, uh, see, the one, this is is why it's, like, it's wildly different for me. I would probably take the layup, get it over with, take the money, $50,000 richer in 30 seconds. Sometimes you can overthink even the layups. Well, I know. But (laughs) I'm a little closer to the rim than some people, so. That's, yeah, that's But. My other, I'm on opposite ends of the spectrum. My only other option would be a corner three-pointer. And the reason being 
is you're a lunatic if you do that. Well, okay. To put to add a uh, an anecdote to this, uh, at that camp when before all the kids were showing up, we would run like four on four, five on fives, whatever. I yes, I did almost get dunked on, but by a guy that played like semi-professional basketball so or well professional overseas and then college ball so you know but he's probably about your height and yeah it got scary um anyways he didn't because i probably would have been severely hurt anyways but um in that game i hit back-to-back corner three-pointers that i that i banked in yeah not on purpose either yeah, why are you proudly admitting that? Because I've never seen anyone bank a three a corner three pointer in. Like yeah, it literally fair. hit off of I don't even know. I was like, how how does that like if it hits the the glass from that angle, it should not go in. Yeah, <laughs> you you know? should not be playing basketball. But honestly, I mean those are my two options. I mean if I If you bank a, a corner three and you should get double the money. Oh yeah. I mean that because be more, you, more often than not, you're gonna just completely miss the rim altogether. Right. I mean, if if you gave me, you know, like when they're doing the three point contest, if you gave me both corners, all ten, I'd probably make two of them. But those two are gonna look cool going in, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I honestly, I think I, I'm okay with you taking a wing three pointer. But like, see, it it changes with money. When it's money, it's like seven hundred fifty grand, and all I have to do is hit a wing three that I've hit uncontested. A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always different because then you then you see the ones that float around. They're like, "Oh, you've got five five chances to make a, a half court shot, or you die." Like, <laughs> it's like you know, I'd rather lose out on some money than die. I guess, <laughs> yeah. but I, I'll take my chances from half court too. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, that's the other thing. These are all uncontested. I'm not taking a free throw. That's for sure. Like, I'm not taking by the time yeah. by the time you take a free throw. You might as well take throw could be the, the most top of the money key. And I, yeah, if free throw is a million dollars, I'd probably still not take it. Yeah, like I'm gonna shoot it from behind the hoop. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> same distance, but from behind the hoop. Yeah, so they're all everything but a free throw or a banked top of the key shot is a viable option. I think <laughs> um, if if you're confident enough, that's the other thing. As long as you're confident enough, hell, any of them could go in. I suppose. Um, Last thing here, and I think I sent it to you, but if I didn't, I apologize. But the Big Ten SEC Challenge, this this was posted um, basically matching up Big Ten teams with SEC teams for college football. We know they do this uh, Big Ten ACC. Uh, typically, I think it's Big 12 SEC for basketball. Um, so it would be interesting if they did it for football um, and because those are, those are pretty much the two conferences that everybody say are, are – you know, if it's not the SEC, it's the Big Ten. If it's not the Big Ten, it's the SEC, uh, depending on the year and depending on who you ask. But looking at this, um, all 14 teams playing somebody, uh, we'll kind of go through. I'm, I'm sure we'll agree on most of them, but uh, I, um, we'll kind of go from there. But uh, the, the first one, <laughs> Ohio State, LSU, honestly, is probably the best matchup of all of them. Yeah. Uh, hands down, and that one could be a coin flip. It depends on which Ohio State team you get. Depends on which LSU team you get. Um, if it's yeah. last Are year's doing- Ohio State and LSU team, that thing might come down to the wire. 
So I, I'm undecided so far on that one. What but do you think? Should we base this off next year or last year? Probably last. Well, yeah, just using. Well, if, if we're doing this like the NCAA like model, like for a video game, we'd be using basically the last year's stats okay. pretty much. But, um, gosh, I'd probably have to take, take LSU. Yeah, I'm taking LSU. Um, I'm not really thinking much more about it. I, Joe Burrow, I mean, that offense that and defense. defense was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would take LSU. Or we could think about these hypothetically either way. But next one, uh, Penn State-Georgia, also I think a decent matchup. Um, I think I would lean Penn State um, just historically, like how they've played. Georgia chokes in big games. Um, But, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it depends on what Georgia team you get. But I I think I'd take my chances with Penn State. See, I, I look at these, and I think this is the most probably even match. Here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think I would actually lean Georgia a little bit, but would I be surprised if Penn State won? Not at all. But I, I would have le- leaned Georgia, so I would add the SEC two up. You know, I, got, I got them split one-on-one. Next one's interesting, uh, but I think the choice is easy. Uh, Wisconsin, Florida, I'm uh, Wisconsin. Uh, if, if, you, if we're looking at it with Jonathan Taylor in the backfield or we're looking at Wisconsin's offensive line. Also, Paul Chris just doesn't give a damn. Um, I would take Wisconsin probably in a yeah, heartbeat. I'm taking the Badgers. I mean, the Florida offense has been lacking for a while, and I, I just trust Wisconsin through and through against Florida. Uh, this next one, I don't think is a very even matchup. I think they could have. <laughs> the worst they, out of they all. They Yeah, honestly, this is probably. And I, I don't think it's Minnesota's fault. Um, obviously, Minnesota last year was is actually pretty good. Um, but, but Minnesota and Alabama, um, I mean, they could have done Michigan and Alabama. I still would pick Alabama, but, um, I, I, sorry for Goldie the gopher, but this is not close. I mean, I really want to roll the boat, but I, I mean, if we're being honest, Alabama, you know, is, is the clear winner here. So, uh, next one, I, so. I think I am, let's see, two and two. You're you're split. I'm three and one. Three and one SEC, SEC. yeah. Uh, Iowa-Auburn. Depends on the Iowa team you get, right? Um, Are are you getting the Iowa team that plays like they're eight and four? Do you get the Iowa team that could be 12 and L? Um, Auburn's been kind of up and down the past few years. uh, But historically speaking, their defense is usually pretty good, um, just by nature being the SEC. But I mean, I'd be torn. I'd be that one is probably the next. Like you said, Penn State Georgia is probably an even matchup. I, I honestly think Iowa Auburn is is probably closer than people would think. Um, I think I'd have to probably lean Auburn, but it could go either way. Yeah, I mean, I think this you know it could go either way. It's it's pretty close. You know, you look at this and this is the same Auburn team that lost to Minnesota in the bowl game, mm-hmm. but it's the same Auburn team that beat Alabama was a touchdown behind Georgia and three points behind the national champions in LSU. So um, I would lean Auburn, um, especially just because Iowa, you know, I, I always think, you know, there's something to be desired, you know, in, in terms of offense, although, you know, every year, you know, we think that and then they prove everyone wrong and right. pretty consistent. So a uh, close one, but uh, I'd lean Auburn as well. Michigan, Tennessee is the so. To, to backtrack, I'm three two SEC. I believe you're four and one in the SEC. Uh, Michigan, Tennessee. This is kind of where I think it starts to turn uh, for the Big Ten as the next these next couple of matchups. Um, I think Tennessee is just not 
not getting anything to write home about, I guess. Even when they go nine and three, it's like those three losses are like to Middle Tennessee State, Kentucky, and you know they get boat raced by Alabama, right? Um, I I think I lean Michigan. I'm not confident in Michigan, but I I would. I think I would lean uh, with with Harbaugh, um, even even with his uh, poor taste and comments about COVID. I would, uh, you know, I mean, the last time we saw Tennessee, they were in the Gator Bowl against Indiana. They beat Indiana by one point. I think you'd take Michigan over Indiana any day if they went head-to-head. And, uh, you know, so based off that, you know, Tennessee is always this team that's hyped up and they get good recruits and then they fall flat when it comes to uh, actual Saturdays. So I I would take Michigan as well. Uh, Indiana, Texas A&M. Man, I don't know. Um, I I think I would probably mm, probably lean Indiana, but you know, in, it seems like Indiana recently they've been competing with Ohio State. They've been competing with the Michigans, um, Penn State, Iowa's. Like they've been, you know, honestly, if they played on. I don't even say if they played on the west side. If they played in maybe another like weaker division in a power five, Indiana's probably, you know, eight, nine, maybe ten win team pretty often. Um, and that might be a bold claim, but um, you know, if you drop them into the ACC on the side that's not Clemson, um, you know, Indiana probably competes, uh, to be honest. But, you know, you're looking at a Texas A and M team run by Jimbo Fisher, they you know, they have to fight the likes of Alabama, Auburn every year. Um, I think I lean Indiana, but yeah. that, that wouldn't be I close, mean, it, too. This one I'm kind of wishy-washy on. I mean, you mentioned a and I've talked about how uh, Auburn's looked, Bama's looked, Georgia's looked, um, and I, you know, picked all those teams. You know, Texas A&M was within a score of Auburn. They were within a score of, of Georgia. Um, we won't look at the LSU and Bama games because they got smoked, um, but a lot of teams do. And, you know, I don't think Indiana is any different in that sense. I, I think, it, you know, last time out, you know, A&M beat Oklahoma State. It was a solid football team. Um, I, I would lean A&M, but just by the slightest of margins. I, I think, um, you know, this kind of goes, you know, Penn State, Georgia. I wouldn't be surprised if it swung the other way, but I'm leaning A&M here. So we look at for seven, I believe I am, uh, let's see, one, two. I'm five and three. two in favor of the SEC. Yeah, and I'm four and three in favor of the Big Ten. So honestly, I mean, maybe we won't agree as much as I thought we would. Uh, anyways, <laughs> moving on. So looking at the second side, I wouldn't say of the bracket, but second side of this challenge, Michigan State, Kentucky. Um, you know, Michigan State – is a team again that is, has been up and down. They go from being three and nine to being not from being three and nine to the playoff, but that you know that's kind of their trajectory. They'll they'll make the playoff. They'll then go three and nine. They'll then go seven and five, and then they'll be competing for the Big Ten again. Um, Kentucky much better as of late. Um, I, I won't say that they've been incredibly impressive, but you know I kind of rode the coattails of uh, Kentucky for a little while, and I, I think you remember my time with that. Um, and, <laughs> you know, they got, um, you know, let's see, last year they were 8-5, and five, pretty on par um, for them. So, I mean, I, 
depending on what team Michigan, what Michigan State team showed up, I think I take Kentucky. Um, but again, it's it, you know some of these matchups when you really dig into it, like they're they're more evenly matched than you'd think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it is you know fairly evenly matched too. Uh, I would still lean Kentucky just because that Michigan State offense is is Atrocious. one of the poorest you'll yeah. see in the Big Ten, um, and so I, I just think Kentucky pound for pound is probably just a better all around team. All right, our our favorite in Lovey Smith taking on uh, Miss, Mississippi State, Illinois, Mississippi State. Um, dude, I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, I think this goes without saying. I mean, Lovey takes it easy. He pulls big for the Big Ten. That's the third win for the Big Ten. Um, beard or no beard, <laughs> you can trust in Lovey Smith. This will be the game. He could lose every game from then on out, um, and this would be the one that that gets him, you know, his job back for another year. So, uh, without a doubt, I'm putting. You know, my money, my house on Lovey Smith. How good was Mississippi State last year? I don't think they were. Doesn't matter. Inc- yeah, when well, you're facing Lovey Smith, it doesn't right. matter. You're right. Well, I guess, yeah, you got to think. Is it, are you getting uh, the Mike Leach uh, Mississippi State team? Or are you getting, you know, the schmuck they had before? Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> no offense to that guy. Um, I'd probably lean Illinois too, just because, like you said, they 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 would they would find a way to pull this thing out. Uh, you they know, have an X factor. It, it might be lovely. it might be scrappy. It might be, you know, a gritty win, but I, I think they pull it out. Uh, next one's a fun one: uh, Nebraska, South Carolina. I think the choice is obvious, um, but then again, <laughs> we've seen, uh, historically speaking, the past couple of years. Um, I think it'd be hard for me not to lean Nebraska just based on the weapons that they had or, or still do have. Um, and South Carolina was four and eight last year, so five and seven, four and eight. Uh, give me five and seven. South Carolina did drop seventy-two points on Charleston Southern, though. So. And an important note: South Carolina did beat Georgia. At, at that is true. Points in, in overtime. overtime. Yeah. And. Is. So I, <laughs> but it's similar. It's similar to the 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 Lovey Smith effect. They'll get one big. They, see, yeah, okay, right. let's look at this. They got a big win. They followed up with a loss to Florida, a loss to Tennessee. They beat Vanderbilt, who's not very good. They lose to Appalachian State. They lose to A and M. They lose to Clemson. They lose to Wofford, or they don't lose to Wofford. They play Wofford next year. But you know, it's just. I mean, I think you bring up a good point. You know, they get they get a big victory and then call it good and. Um, Nebraska is just not at the point where I think that's a big victory, um, which is unfortunate. You know, is is things to say that, but I think that's you know the reality we live in. Um, I you know Nebraska team has a lot on paper. You know, we talk about it a lot and look into it a lot. Um, it's also a team that you know over the past few years has probably underperformed to a sense, even though you know there's there's reasons for that. You know, it's not um, necessarily you know unforeseen or a bad thing, but um, it's just not you know bull eligible team and despite you know a lot of talent i would still take nebraska um but unfortunately you know nebraska is now faced up against a four and eight underwhelming sec team and that's just that's right not the light we want to see them in but <laughs> ultimately i i think they etched that one out easily and you know i think mississippi state or kentucky would be a more appropriate um um team you know that would be a little bit tougher to pick i think yeah um next one purdue missouri um, if I remember correctly, these two teams, maybe they didn't play in 19, but I think they played recently um, against each other. Uh, maybe it was last year, but um, 
That'd be a tough one. Uh, obviously, last year Purdue four and eight. I don't think Missouri was much better, uh, to be honest. Um, but then again, you know, Missouri came into the SEC was incredible, and then what happened? Uh, <laughs> uh, if you remember, they they um, entered the SEC and went to the SEC championship, I believe, two years in a row. It was absolutely incredible, and then um, something happened. Uh, maybe they finally realized they were in the SEC. But, um, you know, I'd be torn on this one. Uh, Purdue maybe has the better weapons, but, uh, you know, if I got to if I gotta put money on it, I think I'm probably taking Missouri. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of leaning Purdue in this situation. You know, I've been, you know, a Purdue fan, uh, Purdue supporter. I think Rondell Moore is healthy. Uh, when healthy, you know, one of the best X factors you could ask for, and you know, possible game changers. Um, so, given a healthy Rondell Moore and healthy Purdue team, I probably lean Boilermakers. I mean, Boiler up, baby. I, I don't trust Missouri um, and their ceiling mm-hmm. as much as I, I think Purdue's ceiling could be. All right, Stephen. Here's the stretch where uh, the Big Ten takes it away. We always talk about, you know, the SEC is is, <laughs> is so good, but Wait when you look second. at their bottom half of the the team, the the Big Ten, the bottom half is is much better than uh, the other bottom half. Northwestern, Ole Miss, not even a conversation. I don't, I don't. Yeah, unless yeah, Lane I'm Kiffin's with you there, there it's got to be Northwestern. Uh, Maryland, Vanderbilt, Maryland, easy. Like I don't, I don't see yeah, Vanderbilt. No conversation. There. Yeah, both of those, no comment. Now this last one <laughs> yeah, yeah, is where it gets interesting. This is the hiccup. A lot of people that I saw reply to this on Twitter, a lot of them were like, yeah, Rutgers runs away with this thing. <laughs> Rutgers doesn't run away with many things. They don't um, run away with anything. They, they run away, well, they run away with losses pretty easily. But, <laughs> you know, looking at 2019 Arkansas, they're 2-10, and their two wins were Portland State and Colorado State. Um and neither of them the really Rams. convincing. You know, Arkansas or the Colorado State, they beat by three touchdowns. Portland State, they beat by a touchdown. So, however, you then look at the lovely Scarlet Knights of Piscataway, New Jersey. Um, they're also 2-10 and ten with wins over UMass. Uh, and, gosh, who else did they beat? Liberty. Liberty. Yeah, yeah, Liberty, who had to play New Mexico State four times in two years. Um, And they had a coach that was coaching from his deathbed, basically. Anyways, honestly, you want to talk about what the most even matchup of of the year would have been? Rutgers-Arkansas, hands down. You know, I I don't um, (laughs) – there's there's no right answer to this question. Um, Yeah, you know, I I think we've watched a lot of Big Ten football – and particularly Rutgers, they're the you know the the sour end of a lot of our jokes during you know in season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see just how bad they are, and so maybe it's hard to grasp you know how they they relate to other teams because we don't watch as much Arkansas football. Um, all we know is Rutgers is very bad. Yeah, and from what I've watched of Arkansas, not great. <laughs> and obviously, again, two and ten, you've got two. Two and ten teams, um, like no right answer. Uh, if the buses could break down before they showed up to the stadium, that's probably a, a preferable outcome. Um, gun to my head, though, 
I think I'm taking Rutgers, and <laughs> I, I think I just run with that one. This um, is this is where you know, if we're doing this is where the boys this is, this is between the, the boys and the men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is where I I get the upper hand in the pick'em. Uh, I mean, it's <laughs> Arkansas so clearly. Rutgers last year was shut out four times. And then there was three times where they scored seven or less points. So you're talking over half your games, you put up seven or less points. And Arkansas wasn't shut out once. Uh, and I saw. And we talk about how tough the top of the SEC is. Um, they played those teams, and they at least put up you know some points against them. Um, so I would take I would take the Razorbacks uh, any day of the week. <laughs> I'm, I'm never putting any money on records. <laughs> uh, so by my count, I, I, hopefully you kept track of your own. Uh, I think I, I take the Big Ten nine and five against the SEC. Um, if I if I split on that records one, uh, it would be eight and six. But I, I think the Big Ten with that with a stretch of the bottom half teams. Uh, I think they pull ahead. Uh, the top half, I think, struggle, but I think the bottom half um, get the job done. Yeah, I think I'm eight and six in favor of the SEC. Um, and, and you look at it; it's a lot of the powerhouses, like you said. I mean, we got a left side of this graphic and a right side of this graphic. Um, the right side is Michigan State and Kentucky, and then downwards, so you get Lovey Smith, Nebraska, Purdue, that kind of range. Mm-hmm. That's when you know, like you said, SEC's kind of picking up some of these votes or big tens picking up some of these votes mm-hmm. so i think uh out of my six picks for the big 10 i got five of them uh, on the right side so uh, no that can't be right it would have to be seven and seven because i also picked michigan and wisconsin so seven and seven split well there you go so there there's the definitive uh who would win in the big 10 sec uh i, I think uh, everyone's I'm not right. gonna lie looking at this gets me excited and i'm hoping that there's some college football because i just i need some of that pick music yeah, in my yeah, life yeah i know me steamrolling you yeah, through, through yeah, yeah. the right I mean, and wrong yeah, picks okay. i mean i All can right. bring up okay. how i All did right. last year versus <laughs> you but uh you know we're a couple months away if everything goes as planned if everything goes it, as planned yes we will we will pick 30 games every week just to... <laughs> i can't wait for it i can't wait to be picking liberty and new mexico state for the second time in two weeks this is what we need but uh, that should just about do it for us. Uh, as always, he's Stephen Huff. I'm Colton Stone. It's been the Stephen Stone Show, and we will catch up with you guys, hopefully with good news uh, as far as sports are moving forward uh, next week.